here, here's here's the take I do have, regardless of how this season pans out. This is Jurgen Klopp's last season with Liverpool. Hello and welcome back to just another football podcast. Back again, joined. We've got a full full house tonight. All the lads are with me. How are you getting on, boys? I've had a great weekend, despite all Premier League football being cancelled. I've had a great weekend. Philadelphia Union 1-5-1 and Philadelphia Union 2. Well, Philadelphia Union... Uh, yes, Philadelphia Union 1-5-1, Philadelphia Union 2-1-6-1. And I was at both games. Uh, so I've seen I've seen 11 goals scored, 2 conceded for us over 12 hours, mm. let's say. It was, Good it for was some. A, it was a yeah, amazing least, weekend. Beat me to it, George. At least someone. I, mean, I, got I had a, a, a Philly cheesesteak for um for dinner season. Yeah, I I feel like it's a bit overrated. What do you think? Did you enjoy well, it? I I the one I made myself was absolutely delightful. Nice. All right. Always back yourself in that. We really are grasping, aren't we? There's just been nothing to talk about this weekend. Obviously, <laughs> for, for, for obvious reasons, no football was played over the weekend after the uh, passing of hey, the Queen. Philadelphia yeah, Union I've, took I've, over I've, the I've Supporter Shield standings. Oh, you, mate, haven't we all? Haven't we all? Like that's what you're meant to do. Apparently, no, com- you're meant no to comedy. Sit, sit in your home and and and, and just watch the BBC. That's wrong, folks. What you're supposed to do? Do anything that makes money. You still got to go to work. Still got to earn a living. Still yeah. got to contribute unless to the economy. It's in football, unless your unless job it's in is football. dependent on football. Yeah, I mean, for any football coaches, any any um, don't be doing uh, that. Anybody refereeing at the weekend? The the Wensley Dale Cheese, the Wensley Dale Cheese League was was cancelled this weekend, uh, as I'm sure the uh, the Queen would have wanted. So so on a request yeah. for yeah. <laughs> Wensley Dale Under Sevens League. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Uh, the, yeah, the, no, you're, you're meant to just sit at home and watch the BBC news film all day. Uh, the a Tour de France like coverage of of the Queen's body yeah. being transported from Balmoral. I did think that was a bit excessive today. I'm not gonna lie, like all the other stuff, like I, whatever. I felt like, I felt sorry for the presenters. I was yeah. like, that is some. They did a sterling job. I gotta say, like some of them literally sat there anchoring for hours and hours and hours yeah. on end. I mean, you gotta you gotta give it to them. They're earning their corn there because absolutely how on earth they they fill the time. I do not know. So. Full credit to them. Um, I will say Philadelphia Union also had a moment silence for the Queen. Yeah. Which I didn't did expect. You? Yeah, we did. Really? Yeah. So, like, it was, like, 10 seconds. It wasn't anything. But it was booed by, like... 10 the... seconds? Yeah. That's not like that. It's a moment <laughs> silence. Please join us for a moment silence for Queen Elizabeth right. II. Yeah. I thought, I thought okay, good. Do, do, do highlight. Do, we'll just be quiet, and then you interrupt us whenever the the moment passed. So, how how long of a moment was it from now? Thank you. Something like that. <laughs> right. Wow! Wow! wow. That's, like really, that. that's really moving scenes. To be fair, I mean, you can see. Yeah, you can see why they went with that. Um, yeah. Having said that, I thought the whole point of the US was was to not care about a queen or king but anyway you know yeah yeah just yeah i mean look i i think not to go into i think it was a ridiculous decision mm-hmm. for no football to take place this weekend particularly I, I think what they thought would happen would be the premier league is they would cancel and then all the other sports would follow and kind of what's actually happened is they've cancelled and then all the other sports have gone well we'll take your viewers for the weekend uh, not no, you know i'm not saying that was their thought process but that's probably what's happened I, so i also i also think that um I think it's also that um, 
these pe- people in power just seem to not trust um, football fans. Football isn't think, trusted as a sport. It's looked down on. I, I, I think they, they didn't trust the, uh, every football team and fan to, well, not football team, every football fans to, to be respectful in the moment silence. Mm. Um, which, yeah. Uh, like, and that's why Scotland definitely didn't go ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, that would be my guess as to why it didn't. There was too much of a risk to to leave it up to the risk. public. Yeah, well, football's got to return at some point, and so it'd be interesting to see what the reaction is then. Um, I know it's like you know you're giving you're giving Celtic fans two weeks to come up with with uh, yeah. <laughs> what what their best thought is. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, might, uh... they, might, they might just they might just take the the um, Frankfurt banner from from last year. Um, Perhaps, but I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go to the Celtic game on the first of October as well, um, home end. But uh, that's not happening. <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, Liverpool play at Anfield Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. So the day um, after this episode comes out, um, yeah. I, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I don't. Uh, I guess Sachs Champions League. No, it will go ahead. Yeah, it so will. We'll, we'll see what happens there. I mean, like. Oh, we know what's going to happen there. No, we do. And do you know what? Like, f- the thing is, if you're going to, you know, pass judgment, then that's fine. Like, you judge the individuals that have, you know, reacted the way they have. You don't have to slander the whole sport in doing so. I think that that's, that's the kind of message to take away from it all is. Yeah. You didn't have to cancel. If that was their thought process, which seemingly it was, because from everything we've read and heard, it was left up to the, uh, left up to the Premier League and the EFL to, essentially decide although it does sound like they were kind of given the nudge by the government and kind of encouraged to go a certain way um but i just think it was the wrong decision i think it would have made far more sense to play this weekend and then next weekend when you've actually got to factor in the logistical stuff with the state funeral due to take place the following monday then it would have made more sense to postpone those games but now we're in a situation where these weekend's games have to be rearranged. Next weekend's up in the air. Potentially some European games might also not be able to go ahead. And so it's just really messy. Um, yeah, they've made their own headache. It, especially, especially considering how congested this season will be. With, of course, there's loads the of considerations. Wow. Yeah. On top of that. So it's, it's going to be difficult. It is going to be difficult. I think the, I was reading the earliest these games could then be played, given the fact that you've got a full schedule until the World Cup. Then you've got the World Cup. It's something like mid-January to reschedule these guys. That's the earliest they could be scheduled for. And so it's just going to be messy. But uh, luckily, we do have something to talk about on this podcast because Chelsea have done a Chelsea. It only took them 100 days to uh, pull the trigger on Thomas Tuchel and give us something to talk about. Now, Fergal has come dressed as Graham Potter. And so I can see he's clearly (laughs) on board with the decision. Mm -hmm. Um. Let's start with the two short side of it all. Obviously, since we last recorded, there was the uh, well debacle out in Zagreb. Uh, two one, no one nil. Two one nil. One nil defeat Chelsea. Harry, do you? I know. Did you know? I think they've asked Arsenal lost two one to them in a group game in like seven years ago. Um, okay, and they beat Spurs. They they love beating the English teams. Yeah. Anyway, one nil defeat. Really poor performance from Chelsea, um, and not the first one we've seen this season. So, I mean. Did we think the writing was on the wall? Did we think it would come this soon? I mean, there's just loads to unpack here. Well, I oh, yeah, just go back to my pre-season sort of thoughts. I was pretty down on this season. Um, I've been down. I've been down. I feel like I'm not usually this pessimistic. Usually, I'm the one saying, "Can we keep him in a bit longer?" 
I think I think my my thought process was I'm happy with with what's happened. However, I thought it would have been fair to prove, give Tuchel the chance to prove the likes of me wrong. Um, mm. I didn't see. I just got the feeling that like we were never gonna really challenge for a league title under Tuchel. It had gone on not quite a long time. It, it, like the the poor form, never really building up a consistent, really dominant title looking run. Um, at at all really. Um, and uh, there's just like there's so many little things that he's done as well, decisions wise, like moving on Tammy Abraham. Like, he just hates the players I like. Tommy Abraham and Billy Gilmore. Poor Billy Gilmore's had an awful week. Um, I mean that that's the price you pay for not, maybe not taking the club's advice. See, I think he was asked to go on loan and look, he will reassess when he come back. He wanted to move. He got his move. It hasn't ended up exactly how he wanted. His career can still pan out. I'm sure Brighton will be all right, but. Um, he could have, he could have been, he could have been probably maybe third or fourth choice if Potter had liked him in training, whatever, brought him straight in. But yeah, on the whole, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. I, I thought the fair thing would have been to leave it a bit longer for Tuchel, but at the same time, I don't think it's a wrong, wrong decision to. I, I, I was pretty convinced that we weren't going to do anything under him really. Yeah, uh, on on that as well. Like I, I famously said that I'd rather Romelu Lukaku than, than Thomas Tuchel. Um, so so in regards to my sentiment, it, it's, it's a little bit clouded, or at least biased on, on what... But who I'm won? Saying. Who won? Because Tuchel well, outlasted well, him. But... No, he no, he hasn't. He's on loan. He's on <laughs> loan, isn't he? That's what I'm saying. No, no option to buy. Yeah. And I think that was very a very calculated move uh, yeah. by, uh, by the owners. Whoever, whoever, whoever sanctioned that move, and and you know, I know, absolutely know that he'll come back next year and, and fire for for Graham Potter. I'm, I'm convinced of it. Um, but on, on that, I, I mean, I'm not surprised by by what's happened. I'm surprised by the timing. We've given Thomas Tuchel two hundred and fifty million pounds to seemingly buy players for his system, and that that he wanted. You know, Abamyang's absolute staple of that you know Koulibaly uh, again a player that, that Thomas Tuchel really wanted to replace um, uh, uh, Rudiger so it seems odd to to give him the transfer window and then sack him at the first hurdle um, especially 250 million pounds that's a huge risk I mean it's the I, most I, I, I disagree well I, 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 I don't I, I think I think a lot of them were club signings I think the only one that he's gotten is is Aubameyang no, Koulibaly is definitely a signing for for Thomas Tuchel, and on top of that, I mean, who? No one says no to Sterling. Um, uh, uh, it it just seems it seems bizarre to to do it. I mean, Chelsea are bizarre. Um, uh, uh, and having said that, the the grand grand part of the move is is good in my, my opinion. Whether he gets the time, he probably won't. So we'll be probably speaking about his his sacking next year. A year and a half um, as he's as he's not backed, but he got two hundred and fifty million pounds to spend, uh, and the reason why he's been sacked is because all of those signings were very short term. Sterling, Koulibaly, Aubameyang, they're all there to win now, and we're not winning now. If you look at Arte- um, Arteta, why he didn't get sacked last year with with the money that he spent, all of the players were to be bed in, young players, um, Odegaard. White, 
um, you know, um, Ramsdale, Nuno Tavares. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you, you know, all of these players had there was there was a there was a sort of a goal in the future. While Chelsea's goal is to win now, and we're not doing that, so I'm not surprised. Apart from the timing, it, it's a bit odd for me. I, I think you've, I think you've misread what they're trying to do completely, George. I, 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 and I think a lot of people have, have jumped on thinking that they know what Todd Bowley's doing. Very, very sure. And, I, and maybe I'm just as, as much guessing as everybody else is. Mm. But I think that they've come in, the way they came in was like so last minute for any sort of big business like this. They, you know, they, there's no time really to get a sporting director set up, which would be the, your first pro, pro, uh, first thing to do. The one of the fresh starts to the, like, it's all well and good keeping Marina uh, Granoskaev at the club, but she's linked with, with Abramovich. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. she was a business part along before. So it's not good to keep, no. uh, like, the optics and then keeping someone like that around isn't great. Mm. And then maybe keep Peter Petr Cech. I was going to say, do you think they could have kept Petr Cech? Because it seems maybe like... Maybe kept Petr Cech, yeah. yeah. But I, um, I have a feeling that especially he, he might with... have wanted to move on. But No, especially with what Tuchel said about Petr Cech. You know, he loved working with him. He, he was absolutely gutting that he left. So, so, so potentially, I mean, this was... Potentially, they never wanted Tuchel in the first place. Um, mm. this, this yeah, well, well what, what I was going to say is like that they, they've come in and then... So they've they've made those decisions about about moving on the director of football sort of roles within the club. Like that that that's maybe a mistake, but I I I understand why they 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 done those. So then they they're left with with like what whoever's left. So Neil Bath had a big input in this summer with the younger players, the head of youth uh, youth at the club. Uh, Tuchel was was given responsibility, and then by all accounts didn't really want it. Flip flopped on different on uh, different decisions. Said he didn't want a striker whenever Gabriel Jesus was going to Arsenal, and then said I do want a striker when Aubameyang's come in. As far as I can see, I I don't think like they definitely took Tuchel's advice, but like the big deals, Cucurella, um, Fofana, um, and Sterling, I think those three like. I think they'd be made no matter who who was at the club. Really, like that, we we needed a left back. He's the best left back, uh, you know, available. We got him in Fofana. You know, he's been raved about for a while, um, and and he was available. We went and got him, um, and and then Sterling just like he's a, he's Sterling's for winning now, but at the same time he'll he'll go. He he could be part of a, a three year plan. Like it's 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 not it's not def- definitely win now, and then Koulibaly, I think, like that again. I think that's kind of club signing. We we we've been tracking Koulibaly for a long time, um, and it might be just one of these names that was kept about and go. He's he's cheaper, um, experienced. You know, he, he, replacing Rudiger, not that de- not necessarily in the exact role, but in like the leadership and the uh, and the, the different th- qual- other qualities Rudiger was meant to have. Um. So, like, and but I genuinely believe Aubameyang is the only pure Tuchel signing. And then on top of that, the long-term planning. How many young players have been signed by Chelsea this summer? Like, there's, there's. Oh, we have lost Fergal on a 
on a, on a glorious pro, uh, that was a glorious freeze, freeze, frame freeze frame as well oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah that was <laughs> a great, great freeze frame repeat your for uh, repeat your point Fergal because you froze on us there so the yeah we, uh, and then we signed a lot of young players this summer about five or uh, five or six that that have got some have gone straight into the uh, development squad uh someone like chukwemeka is in around the first team um and the Celine is still out and loan the the goalkeeper that that was signed so the the, the point being that tall bully i think is planning long term i think i would imagine like most um most new owners there eyeing up the current manager going does this guy really suit what we want yeah and i think tuka was too short term in, in in actually the way he was going about it and then there's all the little things that like he wasn't happy with being given more responsibility how many previous chelsea managers would have loved to have a summer of i love him i love him how much money do i have to spend i i i'll really take it over it doesn't sound like that was the case for, for tuchel so i think i think i think that like and then and then all they're all said like top body was running around you know acting like the director of football but he kind of needed to like you can try and get someone in the interim. I'm sh- I'm sure he was getting counsel from, from you know, advisors and and it sounds like he's brought in his own stats people, um, or or consultancy sort of stats. There's there's lots of things that have been referred to. There's it was stats based or, or or and and they reviewed Tuchel, uh, Tuchel's stats and and everything like that. So when it comes to like this sacking, I think they've just. They've just seen that it, it's not a good fit for them, and they've yeah. they've made the call on it. But mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I wouldn't judge them on it and say like this is the, you know, this is the new owner same as the old owner. I think that they'll they'll give Potter time because yeah, he's, I so. his, he's their guy. Yeah. Went and spent twenty one million on him to get in, and then whatever they paid Tuchel to, to leave. Yeah. Um, they they're not going half arsed here, and no. um, and I I I think people have been like a wee bit hasty with judging how Chelsea being run. The place was all over the shop, and they're slowly but surely getting their their ducks in a row. Um, and I think Graham Potter, I and also there's talk that there's there's a sporting director close to to coming in, and he may have had a had a say in in uh, Potter being been uh signed um yeah. so it's so we're getting linked to lewis campos um there's uh, certainly there's certainly more that. direction now it, it definitely feels that way um you know to, as much as I, I really like tuchel as a person and and the way he sort of connected yeah. very very quickly with the chelsea fans um and, and, and he brought us the champions league so that we we sound a little bit ungrateful at the moment he won the Club World Cup, which we've never done as a as a team, mm-hmm. and he won the Champions League. So he's he's marked in in Chelsea history as one of the most successful Chelsea managers ever, uh, to be honest. But it was it was just time. Um, maybe I, I would have said earlier, but but perhaps like like sort of Fergal said, may, maybe Chelsea needed to get their shit together first. Um, did well, we I think it was and, also given him the courtesy of seeing how the relationship was going to work. It was going to work over, over the summer transfer window. It's, it, it, this is the thing as well. It's like you don't know what necessarily to believe. I wouldn't be surprised if if Todd Bowley has a few more friends in the media than than Tuchel does, and is getting these sort of 
uh, stories out sort of saying Tuchel wasn't really playing ball. Like, I'm yeah, sure yeah. there'll be a lot of journalists that want to be in good with the new owners. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So That's a very good point. Building up a good relationship. Oh, yeah, point. I'll do that story for you. Because so, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't guess one of those stories would have been the story about, um, you know, the recruitment team drawing up a, or Todd Bowley, I think it was, drawing a 4 3 3. Uh, oh, formation on a tactics board <laughs> in a recruitment uh, meeting with Thomas Tuchel. Um, yeah, I, 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 I didn't know if that was serious. You, you generally don't, don't know what to believe. No. But it, it does feel like there was a relationship gap between Tuchel and the board, but Thomas Tuchel just came out a couple hours ago with yeah. a, with a three-tooth statement. This is one of the most difficult statements I have ever had to write, and it's one which I hoped I would not need to write for many years. So this is... If we, if it if we do believe Tuchel himself, although the, his account on Twitter is not verified for some reason, yeah. Um, also, it, I've never seen official account. So. Yeah, it, it does I have three hundred nineteen point six thousand. I think it is him. Know. I think it is him. I did not know they had a Twitter account until this statement. Maybe it's new. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm devastated that did, my did he post? Sorry, did he end. post pictures? I saw pictures of him in a tennis outfit. Uh, I, Did I don't know. See I'm just reading the statement. He's just okay. like he posts a picture of him like celebrating, just fist bumping, yeah, Chelsea Jag and trousers. Uh, this is a club mm. where I felt at home, both professionally and personally. Thank you so much to all the staff and the players and supporters for making me feel welcome. Yada yada yada. And it it just uh it sounded like he wanted to stay on for a lot longer than he yeah uh, and did. I believe that uh, I, I do because because this is coming from his account um so I I don't know what to believe in the media anymore um my initial thought He's was always... it, it's it's the, he just couldn't work with the board but then he says that I wanted to stay for many years I don't know. Well, I mean, both can be can be true. Um, yeah. In terms of, I mean, the the way he committed himself to Chelsea while we went through that that takeover saga, he deserves a hell of a lot of a lot of credit for the way he handled himself and the, how he had handled the situation. Um, and it, it, I just don't like his style of play. Like, and you know, football is unfortunately, well, unfortunately for him, massively built on built on the eye test and also on results. And it, it just hasn't been working recently. And, and I wish him the best. And going forward, I hope he does find a position that that he can just be the coach. It seems like he just wants to be a coach, um, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, and solely focus on the tactical side of things with the players. Um, so I, I hope he can find that. Um, he, he needs to get better on the training ground now because it's, <laughs> it's we, we've been looking at the same thing all, for about a year. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, no, like I, 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 I never quite warmed to Tuchel. Um, I like him as a person, his... not as nice, not his coaching. His football is awful. It's turgid yeah. football. Would, no, I, it's I, not turgid. I, I do like him, ungrateful I bastard. Him. I know, but it's, it's turgid football. No, it's not turgid. Oh, it's not turgid. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. I promise you, it's the most boring football of any team in the. You're lying. Uh, the Champions League uh, season was entertaining. From I think. Re- I think. I think recently it has been really bad. Like recently. It's not out, outside of cup competitions. Cup competitions. Yeah. He's I think he's a cup manager. I've said this before. I think his style of football suits uh, cup football. I mean, he got to two cup finals last year. He won the Champions League. Yeah. Um, I think he suits preparing for a specific opposition. And you know, they've played very well in some of the big games. Um, but 
over a 38 game season they've come up short they don't have enough solutions to win enough games I, I i'm totally on board with that idea i think it, like and he won't see it this way now i think it's almost better that he's got sacked now and not kind of got to the end of the season and the way Chelsea were going they could have finished 7 for 8 like the way they've been playing it, under it, him because it, it, he hasn't been given a chance to ruin his his stock's uh, not gone low team. enough I think that he'll get a top job it, his so. time at Chelsea will. will be will be yeah. back with rose tinted glasses yeah and uh, and it'll be a look back at we were champions of Europe and one of the best teams in Europe for the amount of time he was at the club in actual fact, that wasn't the case. But he he won the Champions League. Unbelievable! I enjoyed I enjoyed that very much. Yeah. And that 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 first six months or so was was incredible. What what he what he changed, um, it within the club and and uh, the automation within the team and and yeah. the uh, the defensive structure was like incredible. I had a lot of fun at, at that time. It just—I just thought it would kick on, and it never—it yeah, it, it it never kicked on. I think actually the um, the sanctions, you know, granted they weren't helpful for what went on on the pitch, but it maybe leads people to reflect a little bit more positively on last That's season great. than in fact what was produced. Because yeah. Chelsea took a nosedive, particularly sort of from December onwards. Their form was very patchy, and in fact they only got into the top four because they built up such a lead on the teams yeah. that ended up finishing behind them. And so, you know, when people talk about has it come too soon they probably forget the way Chelsea finished last season and actually yeah. this is a slide that's kind of been going on for longer than longer than people are probably aware of um and you guys probably see that because you watch them every week um but you know people that reflect on it from outside perhaps don't and so if we move the conversation on and if we're saying okay Tuchel isn't the solution to get Chelsea where they need to be Surely you must then acknowledge at the same by the same token. There's a lot of there's there's unknowns with Graham Potter. This is a much bigger job than anything he's he's taken on in his career to date. I think he's been like excellent at Brighton, but granted expectations are a lot lower. And so, how does his style, how does his philosophy translate into a bigger club? And then, why will that make Chelsea successful? Well, He's 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 had to work with very limited strikers in the past, so I think he's got the perfect uh, clientele and and, and uh, ability in that front line to suit him. So I think he'll fit straight in because of that. Yeah, What's interesting with I mean, Graham Potter is that he he's all he's built his career so far on doing a lot more than the resources that he has. Um, you know, four promotions in Sweden. Uh, and uh, you know, getting Brighton and Hull Albion like completely established in the Premier League with more mm. quality, they would have finished higher up in the table in the past like two to three seasons. It it is an interesting move from Chelsea because it's not what we're used to in terms of the style of the style of manager that they that they have. No, like he's he's not won trophies in England yet. He's Still, but I, his career age is young. Uh, he's not he's not had many seasons at the elite level yet. Um, I feel like Chelsea might be going into a period of long term building into something. We uh, with a with we, a completely different identity that that than what we've seen even in the first uh, kind of hundred days of. We say this, but 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 if you look back on history, Chelsea have invested in young man- managers 
Jose Mourinho was young when he came in. Um, you know, he wasn't proven in the Premier Champions League. Champions League winner. He was the Champions League No, no but he wasn't proven. He was talking about proven in the Premier League. Jose but that's Mourinho not the same. It's not the same no, but, thing. Right, okay, but let me finish. Uh, <laughs> you've, also, you've also got Roberto Matteo. You got Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard. Frank um, Lampard was got, due to a very specific set yeah, of circumstances. We, uh, you've got, I still um, took the rest, though. Hey. You could, you could have went. You could your, went. your stock as a club was so low that you. No, it wasn't. No, that time. But it anyway, absolutely was. It was the lowest okay. it's ever been in the twenty. You haven't in the even finished the, the number of managers. So you got uh, so you got Villas Boas. You and got you Jose Mourinho. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Is so Ali's point is that we, we've changed. No, we've always invested in young managers. Imitoa was an interim manager, so I, I think the only well, one you, of those managers you signed, signed him on. Yeah, but and but, then you sacked him straight away because he won the Champions League. Right, let me finish my point. Oh, come on, we, we invest oh, in young oh, managers. We invest in young managers and sack them. So obviously, no, it's a new board, but, exactly. but whether Chelsea so, change or not is 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 not is not because we signed a young manager who's slightly unproven. No, that happens all the time at Chelsea and they'll get sacked because they won't perform. I mean, it happens he's all not, the time. He's not going to get sacked straight away. He will not get well, sacked in two years. We'll see. I mean, if he, if he finishes outside the top four, you know... No, we'll, we'll... no they, they won't sack him. I, I think the optics, if they sack him, would just be terrible because... It's, uh, it, I think it, it all depends on the context of it. If he well, if he's finished off the table, then it, 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 Well, then they back. still look stupid, don't they? Because they've appointed a guy that's made them worse. Um, yeah. I, think I think they'll look to give him as much of a chance as possible because I think it reflects poorly on them if they don't because they've made a very big point of coming out and saying, look, Tuchel wasn't our man. We want to get someone in who is our guy that we're going to back for the long term. And this signals a change in approach as a club. We want to go about it a different way. And I think if you if you abandon that at the first opportunity, then you'll lose the trust of people because then they'll yeah. think, well, what are you actually here to do? Because you've, you've come in, you've made it clear this is what your plan is. And then at the first sign of trouble, you've abandoned that. So I do think they'll give him a chance. But... I think there's unknowns. I think he's a smart guy. He's a good communicator. He's a good tactician. I think he's a bit of a tinkerer for a big club. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, especially in this age of football where at a big club, you have to have your way of playing predominantly. And I think... I, I think Chelsea at the moment, though. I, look, I'm not saying it, pragmatism it, it, doesn't suit... Moment, I, I think, I, I think it, it, it suits us to be, to be able to maybe switch to a... I think a slow transition into a four at the back. Um, and... But but you know a tinker playing three the uh, the odd time and um uh, the other thing about about uh, Graham Potter is I've noticed that Thomas Frank and Aston Hoodland, possibly some of the other managers seem to be really happy that he got the job like as if they like sort of like oh big clubs in England are giving um guys that haven't won anything within the league but have done well a chance and it felt like. Like every uh, the, the I know Thomas Frank and Hasmid both were like, yeah, no, he he, he sort of deserved it. He's done he's done he's done very well, um. So he got like this uh, seal of approval from his peers anyway, um. But hey, with with, with look, I I'm I'm excited to see what he does, um. I'm interested to see. I I haven't really paid too much close attention to his just like. His personality, really. I haven't really seen. He just seems like I don't know, Normal like um, dude. yeah, yeah. Gareth Southgate with with a PhD. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I think that sort of like figure. Um, but then again, he was it when the 
Brighton ones were burning. He gave them a, a bit back, and rightly so. Yeah, that's right. So like, yeah, it, it'd just be interesting to see how he, how he handles the pressure but, um, mm. and the ego of someone like a Bamian who I'm sure yeah. his nose is out of joint as well as his jaw at the moment after Tuchel, um got moved on. But there's two things that really worry me um, that I think could go wrong. One is, is, is player management. You know, big egos. He's obviously not been proven to, to to be able to do that. He might be fantastic. Well, yeah, that was an that's that's a huge unknown. The second one is he is he's been applauded for his style of play at, at, a, at a smaller team. Um, but when that happens, when you step into a bigger club, what he'll find is is teams will won't give him the the respect that he had at Brighton. There will be bodies behind the ball, even more so now. Uh, and people people like to beat teams like Arsenal and Chelsea or get points from them. Uh, you know, and they're a lot more pr- pragmatic when they play them rather than playing a Brighton. So it, will it slip into another sort of Tuchel or, or, or other big managers at the moment like Klopp? That, that they're finding it really difficult to break these teams down because they're so pragmatic. When you're a big name and you're a big club, play, teams play differently against you as as they should, as as they have an absolute right to do. So how he adapts to that, whether he can actually play exciting football and, and that high metric football with a different context and a different team is, again, unknown. And I think, yeah, you, you sort of hit the nail on the head there, Harry, where it's like, we, we just don't know yet. But no. it, it seems like they're right. right I, I, I you, although although like, it's a shame the game's been cancelled, it's great for Potter if he gets two weeks to... Yeah, on the training ground, drilling them Absolutely. on his new tactics. Like it's not like a mini preseason. Like, um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's ideal for Chelsea that. Mm. Yeah, it would be in his interests. I think. I think that game against Fulham, and Fulham are playing well at the moment. Um, yeah, it would have been tricky with one day's training. Look, they might have got a new manager bounce. You just don't know how these things work. But if 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 the breaks come at a good time for anyone, it's probably Chelsea. And Liverpool, which we'll come on to in a second, Ali. Um, yeah. But I mean, just looking at Chelsea's games, like you got Palace in there, Wolves, Brentford, and then United. Like, there's some tricky ones in there. It's good. It's in, there's not many gimmies in those. Don't get me wrong; you should win them as Chelsea. There's no gimmies in the Premier League, though. The yeah. only gimmies are. I think there's. I think there's half a dozen teams that I would look at and say you should beat home and away. Like, and that might be disrespectful, but. That's just how I see it. Most of those teams are in there, but that, there's no. No, I wouldn't say so. I would say Palace away as you that that could be his first game if oh, the Liverpool sure game as well. doesn't doesn't go ahead. Uh, well, the Fulham game's off, so you're looking at Liverpool next weekend, which you know at the moment is unclear whether yeah. it goes ahead. Then you got Palace at Selhurst Park. You probably should beat Wolves, but like you know, it's not easy. That's my point. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how quickly he gets his stamp on the team. Um, before we move on, just I suppose, what players do you think will benefit most from this? Both Tuchel leaving and Potter coming in. Are there any that stand out? Um, Apart from Lukaku, Bukarella. Um, yeah, I think. Well, but in saying that, Ben Chilwell, great goal he scored. Um, yeah, he made the difference. Oh yeah, that was a great goal. Um, very improvised. So, I, I I don't know. It might like uh, we we do have two brilliant left backs. 
I, th- I think the midfielders w- will benefit in those. I think the sort of more attacking mid-minded midfielders. So I think Ruben Loftus Cheek will benefit. Um, I think there's talk that he really likes Jorginho. Oh no! Hey, all right, that would <laughs> be interesting. But it's like, um, unless he's playing three in midfield, I I don't want to see Jorginho. He'll, he'll definitely play three in the midfield. He does that at, at Brighton. You know, yeah. you play, you play, uh, so so uh, who, who whoever takes up sort of the Pascal Gross. Um, and Solly March roles will be interesting. Um, Mount, Mount, Mount will be yeah, in there. Mount will be Mount. in there. I think Loftus Cheek will be in there until Kovacic is, is completely back in the team. But we'll see. I think they're the and players. I, 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 I think it's it's better for the younger players that Potter's in. Um, it'd be interesting to see, like, obviously with Brighton, he had to develop players. Like, he had no choice in the matter. It'd be interesting to see now he has the choice. Do I, am, am I. Am I interested in developing, or or am I gonna go for the win every time and and pick the best team every time? Mm. It'd be interesting now. He has that choice. What what he'll do? Um, but I'd imagine he he was he was signed with with the idea in mind of of, of developing players because you know the, the 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 new ownership hasn't signed all these youngsters for, for them to to rot on the bench, especially twenty million on Chukwemeka. He, he he'll need to get. Time. I'm still not. Enti- what what position is Chuck Mack? I'm still not entirely Centimid. sure. Centimid. He's like, but like, what type of centerman? He uh, is like, he is Mid-Sala? like, yeah, he's like, well, he's more attacking minded, but has defensive capabilities. Okay. Like uh, Oxley Chamberlain. Whenever, whenever I saw him, I thought he was like it more of a almost like a number ten, but that's not the case. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, him and Calvin Ramsey were similar at Villa. Yeah, be interesting to see. I mean, I Calvin hope they Ramsey? flop. I... What's what's he what's he called? Calvin Ramsey. There's two Ramseys. I think there's no Jacob Ramsey. Calvin Jacob Ramsey's the guy. Yeah, you, you yeah the guy we signed. That's, right that's back. What yeah. I was and then there's yeah. Aaron Ramsey. Is the is his brother that's on loan at Norwich? There's an Aaron Ramsey. Oh, yeah. there's, there's another, there's another, Aaron, a, Ramsey. another Aaron Ramsey. At, at Aston Villa. All right. Interesting. He, he can oh, no longer gosh. sing. There's only one Aaron Ramsey, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, they will be seen. He's only, not got in that. fairness, it's a more unique yeah, song. Yeah. There's only two Aaron Ramseys. Is it, it, yeah? Because it's only, only two. two. <laughs> That's great. Love that. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, and I did mention before teams that perhaps this little interlow might have come at a good time for Liverpool, Ali. Now, since we last spoke, he's um, got to go. He's got to go. They put in a well. This it's not. Do you know what? It's not often you see a team concede four goals and the XG actually be more than what they've conceded. I mean, it really could have been sixes and sevens. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Just... It could have been five no first. It could have been one of those Philadelphia Union games that have been happening recently. We've won like by four goals in four of the last five games. Where it's yeah. like, no, no, it no, no, nice try, nice try, Ali, nice try to. Thank get you. I just want to feel stuff, good. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, was, it was a good attempt. Um, yeah, but yeah. if you could Sorry. stick to the topic of matter here, please. Um, yeah, thank you. Liverpool uh, are struggling, um, and we said they were struggling last week. So I was well. I was going to say, what's changed? What hasn't changed? What is going on here? Uh, okay, so um, it started in the summer with with Mane getting sold and us signing Darwin Nunez, and I won't get into this again. But I do think we've downgraded up front. But that's okay. Yeah. I have two problems here. One is that we've changed 
Mo Salah's role very deliberately. It appears that he's mm-hmm. he's he's now much wider and has a lot more chance creation responsibility and takes way less shots than he does. Granted, he missed two open goals against Bournemouth. Yeah. But he's taking way less shots. He has four shots on target all season. Granted, the two open goals against Burnley were off target for some reason, but whatever. One I know that game. The other thing is, he really thought signing, and this is this is a little bit baffling, and sometimes managers do get things wrong. It's fine. But it is baffling that having signed Carvalho, Jurgen Klopp thought it was enough for this midfield. The the midfield that has Chamberlain incredibly injury prone, all just injured all of the time. Naby Keita could never really get his career started at Liverpool, and when whenever it looks promising, he just dips. Um, and now he's like there. I thought he was injured, but then he was called up by the Guinean national team. Yeah, he's left out the Champions League squad, wasn't he? Or registration. He was. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what's happening there, and nobody knows really. But and then he he came out and said, "Oh no, we don't need any more midfielders." And started listing off the Liverpool midfield, and and it's like, what do you think we're what do you think we're what, what where do you missing? think we're short? What are we missing? Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. And then at the end of the window, the last three days of the window, comes out and says, "No, we do need a midfielder." Mm. So this is a pretty big mistake because if you do like any sort of thinking, there was a great tweet today about uh, Jorginho and Aldum. Who we've never replaced, and I've been uh, like I've been banging the drum, and I won't say I know more than any manager in the world, let alone Klopp. But yeah, we haven't replaced him, and I thought we needed to because Wijnaldum is first of all has an amazing stamina, an amazing set of defensive capabilities, both like in terms of actual timing of tackles, to the way he, the way he shepherds. You know the 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 transition of the opposition team away from goal, so he would engage the dribbler in a way that both has no risk of fouling, but also forces the forces a back pass just just with engaging with his body positioning, and there the, there are few midfielders in the world that can do this and also have good transitional attacking qualities. He could break lines with the, with his with his dribbling, um, and we've not replaced that. Yeah, but I, I also don't. Like Jorginho and Alderman midfield, we do not get like just t- torn a, like apart straight down the middle, regardless yeah. of our performance, regardless of the energy levels or the work ethic that's not being shown at the moment or anything. <laughs> Um, and you, you player, haven't replaced player, him. And we haven't no, no, replaced him. And the, the, the type of player that we have brought in just panicking, really, is Artur, who is a more of a creative player. And his creative numbers are great per 90. His playing time isn't amazing. Um, but it's, it's still not the type of midfielder we need defensively because the most three defensive players we have at the moment in midfield are Henderson, who has, has lost his legs, Milner, who could not... He has played 90 minutes most games. He yeah, yeah. Do you know what? 
on Milner, I, I I actually feel sorry for Milner because yeah, I, I reckon when they I went to him and said nice, like we want to give you another year, I think that contract was probably signed under the impression that he'd be playing League Cup games and like fifteen minutes off the bench probably every other week, like seeing games out. I think he's probably played more minutes already this season than he was probably expecting to for, for like the majority of the campaign. He's and the, I think it's he's, he's meant to be top of the fitness. Uh, I know, but it's uh, criminal, uh, mate. He's 37. Mate, the age curve gets all of us. Um, Fitness doesn't mean speed at the same time. He's... No, it doesn't. I think, look, I think you're right about Wijnaldum. Like, you haven't replaced him. But I equally think that you were, were right to let him go. Like, you look at what he's done since yeah, he's fine. gone. The grass isn't always greener. So what I would say is, you haven't replaced his profile in the squad. That I do agree with. If you go through all your centre midfielders and kind of what they offer... And they all have their own strengths, even though, you know, you might not like most of them as players. None of them are close to replicating what he is able to do in that system or was able to in that system. And so, you know, in that aspect, I do agree with you. Um, but I also think that sometimes the smart thing to do is to let them go. And like, it's difficult to argue with what you've done over the last six, seven years in terms of your recruitment, yeah. letting players go at the right time, picking players up at the right time. But I think it's just gone a little bit stale. I think you've just you see a core group of players. I mean, there was a graphic that I saw the other week, which was the starting eleven against Man United in the game you lost two one. Yep. And there was it, it was it was something like the starting eleven four years ago when you beat Leicester yeah. in a game two one. Yeah. And the starting years. eleven in that game was exactly the same, bar obviously Mane who's gone, and then Matip played and he's injured, so he would have played. Yeah. So. <laughs> You can see why it's they've lost a little bit there. Do, do you I think know. that Klopp, Klopp has a point though in in regards to numbers? Like when he talked about he didn't need a, a midfielder, you've got nine midfielders in that squad. You've got Fabinho, Thiago, Milner, Keita, Henderson, Oxley, Chamberlain, obviously, uh, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, Cavallo. Now, obviously, you're talking about profile of players. Clearly, clearly, Klopp thought or thinks. That Curtis Jones, Elliot, Henderson, Milner, um, and uh, Cavallo are all good enough to replace to, to replace that position. Now, I disagree. I, I, in fact, I don't think Curtis Jones, Harvey, Elliot, Milner, or Henderson get in any of the top six, maybe even seven midfield um, in the in the Premier League. Uh, I, genuinely, uh, in yeah. fact, I, I I think they struggle to get on the bench. Harvey Elliott, I think we spoke. We speak no, about he's Harvey a good player. Elliott. I don't think he's a centre mid. No but, no, but he's not. It's not just he's not a centre mid. He's not consistent enough. He's also he, he's look. He might be great in the future. Prick as well. But, but he, no, but he's he's not that good. He's not that good. I promise you, he's not. He, he doesn't light up the Premier League. He just doesn't. I, I'm sorry, but if you want to talk about sort of Liverpool standards, if you yeah, want yeah, to be that's competing for that is the competing point. for titles, you've got to be. You've got to be keeping up with the likes it's of Chelsea Liverpool. and Man City. It's exactly, it's Liverpool. You should hold yourself to higher standards, and I think Klopp has failed to do that. Um, maybe budget restraints—you don't really know what's going on in the background. Whether yeah, he truly right, but... believes, whether he truly believes that they're good enough, or whether he's just saying well, the, that. FSG, the the baseball team, is done to do like rebuild years and and basically have a year off, so to speak. Um, um we we do we haven't had like two seasons in a row where we've been apart from 1819 and 1920 we haven't had two years in a row where we've been good good 
So mm. after 1920 comes the season where we just about get into the Champions League with an amazing run the end of the season. Mm. Uh, last season, we uh, were we were on for a quadruple. This season looks like it's a little bit backwards, so it seems a bit up and down right now. It feels like well, you went for it last year. Last hurrah for that front three. or the, And, and then Mane has moved on. Um, and I need to know in a, in a small bit of uh, transition. Um, and he's waiting for Jude Bellingham. Hopefully yeah. so. I would love Jude yeah. Bellingham. Um, but I, I, I just want to like re- respond to a few points that George made here. And you don't think Harvey Ellis is a prick? Say what? That was your point. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I, 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 because he, he, he said about like Klopp not getting it right, and I, I agree. But budget restrictions, I don't think that's the case because of what he came out and, and said it like directly in front of the press, where he said we don't need a midfielder, and then comes out and says we will get a midfielder and did get one with an optional future free. But Klopp lies all the time. He, he lies about injuries. He lies about transfer. Like he keeps everything. He keeps everything under wraps, and as he should, you know, he's trying to keep the media away from Liverpool. Lies about Arsenal and the team. But, but I think, he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he was being a politician um, with, with all abs- that. Power. Absolutely, he was just protect, protecting the FSG. He, he, uh, and playing ball, and I would say, I would say he's probably on board with it. He probably understands what what, what like the situation they're in, and he's like, it's like, do, do you go and spend thirty million on a on a midfielder that you don't totally believe in, or do mm. you go next year spend eighty million get get the player that you want and you know that's going to be brilliant for but, you? But, but a big, but a big team, Fergal buys Bellingham now. A big team if they can afford it, yeah. Liverpool can afford it. I don't. I, yeah, I, don't I, like, I forget the. I, I forget the metric. They really wanted, they would get it. But yeah. if they really wanted to this season, but as far as I know, Dortmund aren't budging this season, and so to get him this season is like a hundred over a hundred million. Whereas next year it probably won't be over a hundred million. Mm. So it's yeah. it's all well and good. You're saying go get him now, but if Dortmund aren't playing ball, you can you'll end up you'll end up being like um, United with Anthony. It'll be. You know, we'll we'll set our price, and we're not budging. You know, you're you're paying. But, that, but that's what I'm saying is is a big team like United gets them. Yeah, they, they get them. Really I good, I I don't, I don't agree. I I I think I think I think it's smart. It's smart. It, it clearly clearly the way FSG run, they're not running like Chelsea or or Man United. And so I think it's unfair to compare them to 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 those two. They've mm. always been trying to run on, on a bit of a of a profit. Uh, like and the the only time they spent was when when they sold Coutinho and stuff like that. So yeah. I I like like you can debate you can debate whether they should be spending more of their profits that that than they should be to be a big team. But yeah. in terms of like what they've assigned themselves to spend, I I think it's smarter to to do what they're doing. It might cost them, but I think it may. It cost more... them league titles and it cost them Champions League. They're they're not going to progress. That that. They, but they but but it's for a season. No, and it's not a season. And, and, and then won get Bellingham in, uh, uh, and then you're you're you set up with Bellingham for the next you know ten years or whatever. Do you remember the way Liverpool bought Naby Keita? So yeah. it, was, yeah, it was a long, long negotiation that happened in 2017, and 
it ended up with whatever the fee was, like 50 million euros, mm. I think. Yeah. For the year after. Yeah. I th- I would think that Liverpool learned from that. They obviously do want Bellingham. I don't think this is any secret. But maybe part of their thinking is, let's not make the same mistake here. And if we're not going to be able to get him now for like a reasonable, because at the end of the day, you obviously you, you're taking business decisions and FSG don't just own Liverpool Football Club. And that's an unfortunate part of it, but they have been successful. So whatever. Um, You don't, you don't want to make the same mistake again. And if you can still buy a incredible young player and one of already the best in the world for next year, if he's, in the same form and we still want him then then sure I think that's the, what's happened there the one that doesn't make any sense was why Liverpool never seemed to be going in for Camavinga whenever he was available I don't know the, I, like, I don't the, the, know I, I'm surprised more clubs didn't go in I don't think they, I don't think he wanted to go to Liverpool he wanted to go to Real Madrid is if, if, if I remember that that, that, that transfer window that, that deal was done okay. quite late on in the transfer yeah. window I don't think it was an early one and if it, 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 Liverpool, what at Liverpool? Liverpool won something that, that the season before. Chuameni. Well, it was Camavinga last summer. Chuameni this summer, and they both. Chuameni this summer, him. and he, he he didn't want to go. But yeah. I felt like Camavinga felt like Madrid only went for him quite late on in the window. I I seem to remember. I, again, I could be wrong with that, but that's the way I remember it. And I remember me and you Ali talking about why mm-hmm. haven't they went for Camavinga. Or why even more clubs went from uh, at the price that he was, but particularly Liverpool to, to replace Vinaldum. Yeah, I don't um, know, but I I just want to like step away from transfer talk for a second and squad building, and uh, just like acknowledge the fact that this season so far, it's not a question of quality or lineups or squad selection or injuries or anything like that and we've had all of those problems together work rate and just like motivation has has not mm. been there we we don't we have been consistently and i don't want to sound like an, an old man shouting at clouds or whatever the phrase how the phrase goes but we're being, we are being outran. Not that one before. I'll be honest. No, no, no. We we are we are being outran, and this is weird. This is very weird that we don't like just run and chase after fifty fifties and track the 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 second goal Anguisa against us uh, yeah. in the Napoli game. This is Liverpool. Was was just like comical. What is this? Like, how are four defenders surrounding two players that he just gets to play a one-two as if they're like, you know, mannequins in the training ground? So it's it's horrific and it's strange. And I hope that Tuesday is just like, okay, let's realize that this is not us, and you know, at least put on a a better show of work ethic. <laughs> this is uh, it's not it's not been it's not been good enough. Just effort-wise, really. I don't know what, what else to say. It's that simple, really. Just put in the work. Mm. It's, it's, not easy, it's not an easy run it's coming really up. It's really weird. Either. It's really weird. It's surreal. No, I was going to say, in three of your next five get in the league, at least, you got Chelsea, if it goes ahead, Arsenal, game, and Man City. Yeah. Oh, I mean, 
It's a big run. And in the Champions what, League now, I mean, look, I still... What's record with Brighton against Liverpool? It's good. good. Is it? No, oh, yeah. They got a draw, didn't they? Yeah, they, they they drew us. I know they took a draw last season at Anfield. Oh, they beat you. They beat you in the uh, COVID season. Uh, they beat uh, us Anfield. in the COVID season and right. they drew in yeah. the COVID season. So they took four points from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Season that's right. I forgot. I've, I've, I've like etched that season out of my memory. It just doesn't exist to me, quite frankly. How long does it go on for um, for serious talk of Klopp getting sacked? Because especially without any major injuries like like the the season they did have. In my heart of hearts, I know it's not going to happen, and I know this run will go on. And I just know. What would he have to do to get sacked? Hypothetically speaking, that's your question. Come into the crowd naked. Well, yeah, be racist. I don't know. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say stuff like that. Uh, if we don't win any of the next three Champions League games, four games of the Premier League, not only don't win, but if like if the the performances and the results are similar to Napoli, then we can start talking. Really, I would yeah. have said I would have thought uh, if you don't if you outside the top four and you don't win any of the cups that by the end of the season you you should sack Klopp. That's... Oh. Here, here's here's the take I do have, regardless of how this season pans out. This is Jurgen Klopp's last season with Liverpool, I think. Wow, interesting. Ooh, that is big. And so yeah. you you think you think? Well, he just signed a new deal, though, Ali. But, 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 and on top of that, there's no man. So what I didn't say actually about Potter is: is there any managers out there that maybe Pochettino? That no. any big club? Not wants? Pochettino. Not Pochettino. But no, but like you think oh Pochettino is kind of a Liverpool kind of. No, he's not. He's not. Yeah, no, but, but I, I can see your point. It, no, is there any? But is there any managers that you want to replace? So overrated! It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. No, no, but... Two good seasons at Spurs and then win anything. It's okay. unbelievable. So, overrated. So, he is. so not not even Pochettino. Then who who would Liverpool want to replace Klopp with? Who, like who's better than Klopp? It's not a question of who's Klopp. better. It's, it's not a question you, of who's better. The question is who's better than who's the best manager of the world out of Klopp and Pep. You don't have to upgrade every single time, but you can go get and get a Stefano Pioli. I'd like to see Stefano Pioli manage Liverpool. Current AC Milan manager. I'd love to see that. It's just whether he's reached the end of the road. I, I don't know. Like it's It's unclear to me, basically, how much of this is caused by injuries you're in transition or whether you've just reached the end of the cycle with him and if you have then obviously there are a lot of better managers than him for liverpool at this moment in time to me they're better managers period it just means that they're better moving forwards i can't see purely managing Liverpool just because he wears bracelets i can't see a manager that wears bracelets (laughs) managing them Good point. I, I, wow, I think that's going to have to be the title of the episode because I mean that is crazy. I did not think you were going to come out with that, Ali. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, uh, uh... I will make sure to put it at the start of the episode on YouTube. Um, Absolute so. shot. It's got. It's either that or it's old men shouting at clouds. I'm still. I have to go and do that. <laughs> after, after this finishes. Um, yeah, it's. Uh... It sounds like a, a sitcom that needs to be written. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man, shouting at clouds. I'm not even going to Google that. I'm trying to work out what you were talking about. Is it? Um, is it uh, um, 
Is it shouting at the sea? Yelling at not yelling at the sea. Yelling at the sea. Old I, man like shouting at clouds. Old man shouting at clouds. Uh, know your meme. Old man yells at cloud is an ex in exploitable image of a gag headline featured in the 2002 episode of The Simpsons. Interesting. Uh, Abe shouting at a cloud. It's a meme based thing. Yeah, you, well, there you go. That, uh, you, you, that's what came to mind. Yeah. Uh, I swear I've heard it before. I swear. I, I, well, I, I've heard something like that before. I, I thought it was like sort of yelling at a void or yelling at the sea. Wasn't there, so, wasn't there somebody that tried, wasn't there a king or someone that yelled at the sea, tried to make it go? Something like that. I'm, I'm talking shy now as well. You're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. shy. You're we're talking all, absolute cobblers. I think at risk of becoming old men shouting at the cloud, whatever that means, let's wrap it up for the night. Yeah. We've, there's no just another fantasy to talk about this week. We've done our duty. We've, we've, I've got uh, some clouds to go shout at. I've got, I've got some clouds to go shout at. Exactly. So, uh, otherwise, indisposed for the rest of the evening. So, thank you very much, guys, for your time as always. Um, Appreciate Thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you figured out whatever the hell Ali was talking about. And uh, we'll catch you all in the next one. Thank, away, thanks for listening. Go away. Cheers. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs>